0: G'day, guys. Welcome to Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast, episode 25. My name is Luke, aka Eero. On today's episode, we are talking about what other people think of our hobby, people that aren't into the hobby, people that might be your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your son, your granddad, your workmates, whatever. What do they think of our beloved hobby? And we have a very, very special guest joining us later, who goes by the name of Warren, but also known as Big Waz from Fly On The Wall Podcast. He's also my best mate. And you know what? He's not into the hobby, really. He's for my sake. And so we'll have a bit of a chat with him about that and why he doesn't want to get into the hobby. Like, what's wrong with him? So stick around, guys. It's going to be a good one. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for... The Imperial! Rattle. Oh! So what do people think of my hobby? I can only do it as a personal thing, obviously. And look, I surround myself with good people, you know, good family members, good friends, all that kind of thing. So everyone has, I guess, in a way, because they accept me for for who I am and all my quirky little traits and blah, blah, blah then therefore they just accept the fact that, yeah, I also paint little plastic men. Um, (laughs) I'm sure when I first told people over the years, like when I first told my wife, I didn't tell her straight away, but when I did tell her, she thought it was a little bit odd. But you know what? She actually thought it was more odd that I didn't tell her like straight away. So, and that sort of made me think about that. Um, As far as my family goes, like they, yeah, I'm pretty sure they all think it's a little bit weird, but... They know me so well and know that I've always been a little bit weird that they kind of just go, yeah, well, it makes sense that he's he has such a weird hobby that he's so passionate about. And of course, the same applies for friends. I guess my mates, um, a couple of them especially, are sort of more intrigued, more interested and more encouraging because they like everything around the hobby so they like science fiction they like action they like uh games they like um you know monsters and and cool imagery and stories and stuff like that they like everything around it but they just don't Want to pick up stuff and paint it, you know. Um, so therefore, they are genuinely excited and intrigued. And when they come over to my house, they might look at my miniatures, and I'll point things out, or I'll send photos of what I've done. And they're always really encouraging. But yeah, not enough for, for to jump across and go, yeah, let's get involved as well, like and let's do it. And that would be so good if they did. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I think everyone I surround myself with, they they're all you know they're sort of uh, encouraging supportive <laughs> in a way like mum and dad for my 40th birthday they bought me a um uh air gun uh you know so uh, you know t- because they know that i'm so mad for this hobby that they went yeah let's get luke something he's actually really going to enjoy and use um so that was kind of nice of them and having conversations like mum mum pretty much loves everything i've ever done anyway i mean i could have you know i could have painted a A red line with blue dots on it when I was four and she would have said it's the greatest painting of all time that's just the kind of mum she is I'm very lucky um I think it took dad a little while to sort of grasp it like he was like okay yeah so just what is it like historical miniatures and I said no no they're kind of like ones I make up mostly and add horns and give them an extra arm (laughs) and he was like Okay, all right, yep. Yeah. But then when he actually saw what I was doing, when he when he leaned over my shoulder and watched me paint miniatures, then he was like, this is kind of cool. So he's not into it. He's definitely not into it. But at the same time, he's, he's impressed with what I've done, if that makes sense. Um, the wife, you know, she is sort of like mildly interested, <laughs> I suppose. Like I'll often, like the other day, I finished my first bolt action miniature and I was so proud And, um, you know, I sort of showed her and she was like, oh yeah, it looks good. And that's kind of it. And that's, that's okay. I don't take offense to it, but it's just not her thing. But occasionally she'll be like, oh yeah, I like this one. I like how you've done the blood coming out of his eyes or, (laughs) or something like that. I think it's fair to say my extended family don't really get it. They kind of think I'm just odd, but they think I'm odd anyway, so that's a, that's actually a badge of honour for me. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm fine with that. I think when I've mentioned it, say if I've brought it up with clients or people that I don't really hang out with but I know, you know, so, uh, yeah, just like clients and associates and stuff like that, um, randoms, let's call them. It, when I've brought it up with those kinds of people, they kind of, their eyes kind of glaze over. Like they really don't know what I'm talking about. And I kind of relate it. I have to always, always say the standard sort of line, it's like, you know, model railways, um, that kind of thing, but it's just the figurines and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. But they still sort of look at me with that almost concerned look of like, "Ah." Oh, is he okay? <laughs> like, and I, and I think it's just that simple case of that people don't get it. If you're not in it, you don't really get it. It's like if someone said to me, if someone started talking to me about how passionate they are about basket weaving, um, I wouldn't get it. But then again, actually the kind of person I am, I would be intrigued by it. So I'd want to see it and I'd want them to explain how they do it. That's just the kind of person I am. But I'd say there's a big chunk of people out there that if they're not into it, if they're not doing it themselves, then they don't really, okay, what can I, maybe like cricket. I've got no interest in cricket, for example. I think from what I've seen of it, it looks terribly boring. Um, I don't understand the rules. I don't want to understand the rules. So it'd be like if one of my friends sat me down and said, mate, let me tell you all about cricket. I would just, yeah, I'd get glazed eyes and sort of zone out a little bit as well, I suppose. So do we care what people think of us and our beloved hobby? Hell no. Maybe at one point I used to. I used to be a little bit more self-conscious about it and listening to other podcasts and things like that too. I can hear that other people, especially of my age, they felt similar. You know, so at high school and or when you're a young adult, you might have been a bit... Um, <laughs> too bashful to sort of say Yeah, this is what I do on my spare time When everyone else is kicking the footy Or going to the pub, you know um, I did a lot of pub stuff Not so much footy But <laughs> but you know what I mean Like there is that, that geeky stigma attached to it And I really do think the geek thing Has changed a lot in recent years Probably I'd say five to ten years The geek thing has actually become very cool And dare I say Pretty sexy as well G'day guys,
1: this is right here,
0: and you know what hero is bang on the money? Geekdom is sexy as all hell. I think some people probably find our beloved hobby immature. They think it's just, you know, tinkering around, around with toy soldiers, which... You know what it is? I remember talking to Classic 40K. I interviewed him back on episode 11 of this podcast. Go check that out, guys, if you haven't already. And yeah, he certainly didn't shy away from calling them uh, toy soldiers. And ever since then, neither have I. I'm waving a big flag and saying, you know what? I'm a big kid and I'm proud of it. And I play with little toy soldiers. What are you going to do about it? So is our beloved hobby odd? Yes, it is. Is it weird? Yes, it is. Is it geeky? Yes, it is. Is it awesome? Yes, it is. Do we care what people think? No, we don't. Are we going to stop doing what we do because what other people might think about it? No, we're not. So at the end of the day, who cares what people think? You know, let's just have fun, each to their own, as long as we're not hurting anyone, and as long as we're having a good time. That's all that matters. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. Okay, now, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, I'm going to give uh, Big Woz a call. He's been my best friend since we were 15 years old, would you believe? So that's a long, what's that, 26 years, if I'm not mistaken? That's a long time. That's a very long time. And we are as thick as thieves. We are. We are very close. We have a lot in common. Um, but one major thing we don't have in common is the beloved hobby. So I just thought, because this episode is all about what people think of our hobby, I thought it would make interesting listening to interview him and he's a great guy he's always been very supportive of the hobby um and but no no matter what i do i can't convince him to come across to the dark side and actually get involved in the hobby start collecting an army and uh painting them i've even suggested like i'll get the army i'll paint the army i'll convert the army whatever however he wants and then he just needs to play it all the time with me <laughs> but as yet we haven't got him cross the line but maybe uh maybe you guys can maybe you can email me and say warren jump on board mate jump on board and i'll send all the emails forward the all on to him um but without further ado let's have a chat with big was okay as mentioned My special guest today is Big Waz, a.k.a. Warren. Uh, He's been my uh, lifelong buddy, well, pretty much since I was 15 years old, since he was 15 years old. We share the same birthday, we we have a lot in common. One thing we don't have in common is the beloved hobby. Um, So I just thought it would be interesting, as per the rest of the show, to interview someone who really isn't into it like I am, or even into it much at all. Let's give him a call. This is gonna work. Go, go. I did tell him eight, it's one minute to eight.
1: You've reached Warren's phone. Uh, currently unavailable, so if you like to leave your name And a brief message, we I'll will get back leave a message yeah. can Thanks very much. Please leave a detailed message after the tone. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options.
0: G'day, Warren. This is Luke, um, aka Eero. <laughs> I was going to call you at eight o'clock tonight uh, for the interview. Um, But yeah, you're obviously unavailable. So maybe, maybe call me back. Thanks, big fella. Okay, we'll try that again. Just ringing. Hello. (laughs) G'day, mate. How you going?
1: Good, thank you. How are
0: you, mate? Yeah, good. This is Eero, a.k.a. Luke.
1: Hi, my (laughs) name's Big Woz.
0: (laughs) No, you can just, for the sake of the interview and the fact that we've known each other so long, you can just call me Luke, if you like.
1: Thanks very much, Luke. I appreciate that. (laughs) I mean, although out of um, worshipful respect, I should use Eero. For well, the sake of the audience that you're aiming at,
0: that that takes us nice and snugly to my first question, Warren.
1: Excellent, brilliant. <laughs> uh,
0: obviously, you know me very well, better than most mm-hmm. people. Um, yes. What is it about the hobby you think that just appeals to me? Like, what? Why do you think I am so in love with the beloved hobby?
1: It's a good question. I think it, the realization for me <laughs> was. Uh, over some time, like, I already knew that you loved little soldiers <laughs> and playing with army men when you were younger and G.I. Joe and uh, playing Rat Pack games with your friends and, and you know, um, setting up battles. And Toy guns, yeah, Having missions and, yeah, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, very boys own sort of stuff, not to be sexist, but, yeah, very kind of classic uh, young boys idea of play. Yeah, roughly. And... and Yeah, but then also used to draw these little pictures, um, the little, the little sort of ant men, uh, pictures where there'd be like a full scale battle happening across an A4 sheet of paper. And there could be artillery, there could be sappers, engineers, people getting parachuted in. Uh, like little bomber planes, yeah. but I, I I can't remember any specific detail other than you just used to like drawing those little pictures. <laughs> so something about the scale works really well for you. you, <laughs> you know, I never doing... actually
0: correlated the two things with the, the scale of those those pictures and the scale of what I do now.
1: I think may, maybe not back then. Maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't have necessarily drawn the comparison immediately, but i think over the time and and now looking back on those i say ah yes all the signs were there all the breadcrumbs were there leading <laughs> yeah. to this moment but yeah i think the the scale was big in terms of what you were imagining but you were able to deliver it on a small scale so yeah you were able to achieve that that epic sort of idea uh epic, epic scale
0: in a small format
1: that's right. So you yeah. could achieve it. So you could actually get there. Like, okay, I want, I want a, a massive, uh, five hundred versus five hundred sized attack on each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where are you, where else are you going to achieve that, yeah. other than bringing it down in scale? And and therefore, I think that's why you enjoy the two things. Or well, you know, that was part of the journey towards think, uh, your obsession. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's nail on just, the head
0: material there, right? Right there.
1: Oh well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you can see the the correlation. And that's kind of but why. That's, wh-
0: that's why I wanted to interview you because, uh, not in an egotistical kind of way, but I, I knew that the paint, the, the picture you'd paint uh, would be different from what I would paint of myself. You know what I mean. Um, Like I would never have put those things together that I used to do the the drawings of the little soldiers (laughs) and stuff like that. So (laughs) that's why I thought it would be an interesting thing to talk to someone who knows me very well but doesn't know the hobby very well.
1: Well, particularly in a formal – well, slightly more formal uh, way too in terms of an interview because I guess (laughs) you can ask it in that way and I, instead of being silly about it, I can actually give a a vaguely informed uh, reply. So that's good.
0: good. That's good. I've got a big smile on my face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to go away and draw one of these little miniature wars now? I
0: might, I might. Well, the funny thing is I was drawing them – in my like later teen years, so it wasn't like yeah. something I did as a little kid. It was something oh, I did it as a little kid, but also right. as a relaxing thing would would draw them, you know, just for fun when I was sort of you know just chilling or whatever. So yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, something um, to ponder.
0: Okay, so now as as we mentioned, you're not someone who um, is really into Warhammer. You're into it for the sake like for my sake but you're not into it really at all for yourself. <laughs> so as an as an outsider and I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way.
1: That's all right. I won't you, take anything you say offensively.
0: Thanks. But what do you <laughs> what do you actually think of the hobby? Like what are your when you think about miniatures or um you know the craft of it or the games or anything like any anything the law, anything to do with it what sort of comes to mind? Well
1: I don't think it's that I, I don't have anything to do with that way of thinking. I think um, deep down inside me there's, you know, whether it's a, a miniature maker or a modeler or painter or writing some of the sort of story threads that you see pop up here and there, that whole idea of, um, what's it called, low fantasy? Is it like oh, I'm not sure. Like there's high fantasy, low fantasy, you know, where there's degrees of how fantastical is the setting. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've never those
0: terms before. Oh well,
1: uh, you know what? I could be <laughs> I could be putting them in the wrong spot here, but um, I think I've always had that interest anyway. So I guess I can appreciate oh, I where all the themes, the ideas, uh, all of the the ideas of like the different races and the military kind of grounding for all of the groups, the um, the way the weapons are designed, the the expressions on the faces, the way that they're named, like the use of some of like that that sort of Latin language oh, yeah. to to talk in reference to um, you know the way that the the groups are organised and the ranks and everything like that, like yeah. the, uh, what's the what's the what's what are the like generals, like commissars—is that what they're called, oh, yeah, or what are they called? Commissars,
0: you get commissars, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. It, like it ties in lots of different uh, military,
0: Lord Marshal, and stuff like that.
1: Right. Yeah. So, like, it's just go- it goes across all of the countries and the different military groupings um, over history, yep. and kind of just pulls it all together to make this really mixed bag and, and- a- exciting sounding, I suppose.
0: And that's the thing about uh, you is that you like military history. You like exactly. fantasy, you like fantasy you like Lord of the Rings you like Star Wars you like everything all on the sort of outer perimeter of what the Warhammer world is. I just can't right. get you to buy some miniatures and paint
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's where I guess that's where, that's where I stop, you know, mentally I stop yeah. myself because I can appreciate, and it's good that you brought up those interests too because I see all of those in Warhammer. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I look at something and I say, oh, look at those uh, layman Russ is that what the little tanks well are done, called? Well done. Oh, it came back to me. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> um, well. <You're> doing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to I'm impress. Um, you know, and and it takes you to World War 1 history and yeah. and you know, you're thinking about trenches and, and this kind of constant fight for the front. Um, and then some of the the aircraft or some of the there's the airships um, and some of those kind of more steam-powered things, you know, you yeah. think about uh I guess, other story threads or alternative history, which, you know, I'm a, big, a bit of a fan of as well. And, yeah, I mean, I have interest in all of that, but I guess I'm in awe and I have a respect for people that have that attention to detail and the ability to focus long enough to come up with a, a cohesive piece, like a yeah. a group of Miniatures, or uh, you know, a group of miniatures, and a vehicle, and a backdrop, and a, a setting, and then the the story that sort of surrounds that group, and it gives it a grounding and puts it into a setting. Like I admire all of that stuff, all of that story building around it, because I just don't think I've got that dedication. So it doesn't. It doesn't.
0: That, when you when you like, as you say, you admire all that stuff, yeah. and you've seen images, and you've seen what I do, and all that kind of thing, but it's not. Yeah. Not quite, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to sell you the idea. <laughs> the hard no, sell. I think partially yeah. I am, actually. <laughs> yeah, you've <laughs> always been trying. Eno- it's not enough for you to go, I'll oh, give it a bloody go. <laughs> like what, what's, the, what's the thing that holds you back from going, you know what, I'll get a box of, of whoever guys and I'll just give them a go painting them. Is it because you don't think you've got the patience to work out the detail or what do you think it is? Or just, uh, or just, you can be honest, you can just say, I've just got absolutely no interest, <laughs> that's, a, that's okay too.
1: I, think it, I don't actually think it's a case of no interest though Because as you're more than aware um, Whether it's just been to placate you <laughs> uh, and we get together and we'll do a game I do get into the game Like yeah. I do enjoy elements of the game and, you've, got I mean, a, I'm
0: sh- you've got such a great imagination And a, a great way of telling a story That when we play the games I really enjoy Like I'll, I might have the idea Or we might nut out an idea together But then... You're the one that sort of brings it to life with your almost your narration, you know. And I think, and that's what I that's why I enjoy playing the games with you because it's like we both get lost in this little world, you know. And that's that's really cool to me.
1: Yeah, well, I do enjoy that, and I'm glad that you you get something out of it because yeah, you get lost in it at that moment. You just get a bit taken away, and that little miniature character that's been doing remarkably well (laughs) given the setting, and you start to. Imbue them with somewhat of a personality, yeah. or certain catchphrases, or a certain voice, <laughs> or there's a tune that comes to mind in the background. And because we have those kind of cinematic, um, perhaps warped visions of <laughs> yeah. how we scale it up in our brain, uh, maybe not everybody does the same thing. I'm not sure, but but that's certainly what I do, and I know you do as well. Yeah. And it's just fun to have that kind of bouncing around because, yeah, you've you've got a little. Cinematic piece Kind of happening yeah, um, That's right. But You wouldn't be able To recreate it Because it wouldn't be Any fun
0: No To
1: try and just exactly. Do the same story again So each Battle becomes It's own little story And some are a little bit more um, I guess Run of the mill Oh yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, well that's what I mean. Like some some are more memorable because they have some distinctive moments where you go, actually that was kind of cool. Yeah. That was really cool. That that was out of nowhere. That there was a few surprise rolls. Um it was a really crazy decision by, you know, that other person that was part of the game. Yeah. And wow, that was really cool. It was like a turning point. Well
0: that's why uh, I like that's why I like our version of the game because yeah. we don't get bogged down with all the rules. We just sort of we there is a lot of making it up as we go along and just sort of saying, Okay, if you roll Two evens then you know this Orc can fly his plane into your base Or something and explode yeah. and, I, and I think That yeah I love that because then You really each game is completely different From the next
1: I, I agree completely and I think that if it was – if you were very particular about following the rules to the letter, yeah. I don't think I would find it no. uh, as interesting. <laughs> and, you neither, know? and neither like, would
0: the, I. Neither would I. Yeah. yeah.
1: There, there's always room for flexibility, and I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so, any, uh, like – Oh, yeah, go. No, no, sorry. I was just going to say, um, you know, whether it's and, – and maybe these are the kinds of games that are available across, you know, across the board anyway for everybody. But just from the um, – small-scale kind of mission-based, uh, you know, whether it's a survival uh, goal, like yeah. that's how you pass the mission, that's how you win. You succeed in making it to this point or protecting this person or I don't know if that happens with all Warhammer uh, games. Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. Or, yeah, well, there you go. So, like, we just go ahead and come up with something that sounds like fun. Yeah. And... and just enjoy it and sometimes it is those smaller stories that end up being the most memorable because they move quickly a lot happens in a a relatively short amount of time and you don't have a game that's set up to run for like five hours six hours yeah um because it's just uh, so many troops on the on the ground that they're just hammering each other back and forth for you know over and over and over
0: yeah well speaking of those um Little standout moments and stuff like what's a thinking back over the games we've played, which there haven't been hundreds of games, but there's there's been definitely more than a handful, I'd say. Um, What's uh, some standout or a standout moment for you, or a standout mission or whatever?
1: There's probably a whole bunch, as you can probably imagine. Anyway, just off the top of your head, I remember way back um, when I it was early days when I'd only played. A couple of games with you at your old house Yeah um, Even before the last house Oh the old old house and, yeah. <laughs> yeah the old old house And we were using a really It was a kids uh, castle like tower
0: Oh yeah yeah that was cool
1: um, And there was a point in it where I think It was you that was actually at the top of that tower Yeah. And we were chasing you up there Like it was kind of like a squad of miniatures But you rolled to see if you could just Drop a frag down into the middle of them <laughs> Through the grating in the castle tower yeah. And I think it was a successful blast And I think that was the winning sort of uh, Yeah, I think
0: move. it was down to my last man, wasn't I? Yeah,
1: yeah. and I think that, that that moment there Was a really like, oh, that's cool I like that <laughs> we just kind of did that um, Then we've had a couple of street ambush uh, setups before Which I I tend to always like that either There's something a little bit... Uh, like Stalingrad or something, it's a <laughs> bombed-out city, the husk of a city, and and there's a uh, victorious troops kind of going through. Little were, do they know that playing, there's.
0: You were playing the orcs, weren't you? And I think the rule or the rule we came up with is that you could have two lots of firing um, yeah. before I could even move my guys to sort of regroup.
1: The advantage of surprise gave yeah. us two volleys, yeah for, yeah, for everybody. So you were always going to lose a lot of troops. It was more about keeping a certain person alive and getting them to a certain building Yeah, uh, for extraction.
0: I think we decided if we could hold it, hold him there, if I could hold him there for the next, you know, three or four turns or whatever it was, then then I, I technically won the game. Even if you had taken out more of my troops.
1: That's right. It was a strategic yeah. that was victory. Cool. That was a good game. I like that game. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. That was that was good fun. There was another one where there, I had a particular sniper that took a few winning shots, and I was very proud of him. And it didn't matter how many times he didn't uh, succeed after that. Yeah. He always had those victories. But we had that uh Quite epic game, um, with several friends. Oh, that was huge! And our our kids and everything, and and we were playing. 2016,
0: that was. Yeah, and that's
1: memorable because I think that's probably the biggest game, but also probably will be the biggest game. I think for a very long time. I don't know if we'll get up to that scale anytime (laughs) uh, soon. I'd
0: like to think that I will.
1: (laughs) No, no, I'm not going to come around (laughs) just to beat that record. Uh. No, no, but I think. that was definitely the biggest, and there were some great moments. There was like a whole string of moments in that. Yeah, that I think cool. one, of my, one of my kids had asked about strapping the explosives onto the… Uh,
0: onto those dog things.
1: The dog creatures, fruit, yeah, to run pigs, towards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they rolled successfully, and then I think uh, there was that penal… Uh, armoured vehicle that was carrying... Uh, the
0: Penal Legion, what, yep,
1: yep, Yeah, the Penal Legion. And uh, there was some just really distinctive moments. So you keep on going. And then I think even not that long ago, you and I were using some of your uh, your ground mats. Yep. Or terrain mats, is that what they're called? Uh,
0: just it's just the just rollout ones? mats. Once. mats
1: yeah, yeah, they're really good, though, because uh, I, I think cool. that they they allow you to set up some situations very quickly without taking hours. And it's very effective. Like you had some, was it the mountains? And then yeah, there was like played, a, a plane. Remember I,
0: remember I called the game Black Orc Down.
1: Oh, that was Black Orc Down. There yeah, we go.
0: Basically <laughs> a, uh, like a, a, a commandant orc, German orc. Had, That's right. um, Had crashed into a desert. Um, and he had some plans or something <laughs> some, some documents yeah. that the Imperial Guard wanted And they went after Of course him. he
1: did Of <laughs> course he did yeah. And then they had like half-track motorcycles and things Didn't they Yeah, they come yeah, in that's and- right
0: Do you remember uh, one of my Praetorian Guard guys He had a, he had a, a bugle And we called him Kevin <laughs> he turned. You out, he, turned he, he turned out to be a bit of a hero, but then, he, then he, got, he climbed the mountain, like signaled for more troops to come, and then he got blasted.
1: That's away. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was good, Kevin. Oh, good old love Kev. Love it. <laughs> um, what I liked about Kevin was he was understated. He you was, know, yeah. No one expected him to be the hero there. No, he, but never, he was. You
0: never, never think the bugler's going to do much. Yeah,
1: but, uh, <laughs> that's right. Don't underestimate the bugler, people. That's what I think the, the message in that is for us. Well, I really um, like I really yeah, like
0: it because up. Kevin was the <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> he was the first um <laughs> original vintage praetorian guard I ever bought and and right. now i've got now I've got a few I still need to paint, but all my other ones the plastic uh ones from victoria miniatures, but he was my first original one from like ninety ninety two ninety three or something and so i and i I bought him on eBay and he was all kind of busted up and painted really badly, and I managed to sort of bring him back to life, which was cool so it was cool that he was a hero in that game.
1: Kevin Returns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Happy times. Um, and then, oh, I mean I, they keep coming back to me now. Because, of course, there was, uh, and I can't think of its name now, the one that you gave to my son.
0: Oh, the uh, oh, Lord... What was his name? Yeah, the, yeah the, that's. The Nurgle, uh, the Nurgle guy. Yeah,
1: the Nurgle guy. Oh, Jesus.
0: Pestilence. Lord of yeah. Pestilence, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was Lord really, Pestilence. I, really, I was really pleased with that conversion because I used like a massive bell and used those as his shoulder pads, like cut it in half and used those as his yeah. shoulder pads. And he was on a horse. Yeah, he was cool. And
1: quite frankly, he was well, well overpowered. <laughs> From he what was. I recall. Yeah, he was. And uh, my son used him and left every other troop still on the board. Yeah. And just. Just That's put right. everything he had into uh, Lord Pestilence,
0: and he, uh, but and he's still got yeah. him up on his shelf, isn't he? I put. I, I, yeah, he I, certainly I does it to him because he loved the model so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, indeed, and I do remember something about a clown in another game. But yeah, that, <laughs> that was your was, other your
0: other son loved him, and that was uh, yeah. that was giggles. Yeah, he yeah, was giggles a, and clown. <laughs> He was a maniac. That one.
1: <laughs> he was. He
0: was. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So another question. Uh, reminisced
1: on all those crazy games.
0: Yep. As far as the hobby, do you think it's? And you can be honest. Do you think it's geeky? Do you think it's cool? Or do you think it's both? I think it's both. Okay. Good answer. Good safe answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you could
1: deny that it's it it inhabits the geek realm, and That's I mean right. I mean that with the utmost respect. Yeah. I I I think anyone who gets into, um, oh, I guess anything that's a, like a fictional setting, yeah, um, is is somewhat yeah what others might call geeky. Yeah. You know, anyone who's Dungeons and Dragons, and I always liked fighting fantasy when I was younger as well, and oh, yeah. they were like um, novel based kind of uh, role playing games, and. Then this, yeah, Warhammer as well. I, yeah, I think it inhabits that, that field. But I like, you know, as far as let's take your work, for example, because that's the one that I know the best and I have the most direct sort of contact with and get to look at, um, I think you make it cool. You know, I think that you go, what would be awesome oh, is I if I took this, which is, you know, this is a great model at um, – the way that people do it normally, like, yeah, it looks okay. It comes together nicely. But what if they were like they'd been um, turned by some evil warlock uh, <laughs> warrior priest dude and – they all – suddenly they're black eyes and you, you warp their flesh and there's all these strange wounds and they've chopped limbs off and replaced them with bionic parts. And yeah, it's all of a sudden, it's, it's like your nightmares are coming out and you're trying <laughs> to put it down on – not paper, but onto these plastic miniatures. And I've, it's I've cool. Got,
0: I've got goosebumps now, Warren. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're like, that's it. That's a great idea. I'm going to have a warrior priest, <laughs> yeah, right? And yeah, tonight. <laughs> but, but that's, I guess that's where I think it is cool. I think the fact that you can take an idea and you can take a pre done miniature, uh, or, I guess the expected uh, intention of those miniatures, the way that they, but what they're called, and what they would normally be arranged as in a gaming format, yeah. taking that and then turning it into uh, a fictional art piece. Like to me, they're artworks. Like yes, we yeah. play the I game think that, uh, with I
0: think it. I feel too. Uh, uh, what's the word? I don't want to be too arrogant to say that they're artworks, but when I think about it. Objectively, like they are, because I throw everything into them, you know. And there's yeah. a backstory, and there's, you know, I, I try my best with. I'm not the greatest painter, but I try my best with the painting, and I can see that I'm, I'm uh, getting better slowly but surely. Um and yeah, when I look back, I think well they are, and I am proud of them. And yes, they're you know, twenty eight millimeter hero scale, but <laughs> yes, yeah, they are. There's little, nothing wrong with that. They're my little pieces of art, just just as much as when you and I were making songs together, making mu- beautiful music together. Um, <laughs> yeah, the songs were a little little snippets of art as well.
1: That's right, and, and everyone expresses art and creativity in different ways. And I think if uh, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way towards these people either, but if someone can take uh, paints and then on a broad, large scale, they can splash those paints on canvas on a floor or on a wall or – um do a silhouette of themselves naked against a, a brick, a, a besser brick wall somewhere in an alleyway, and say this is a piece about the bleakness of life. <laughs> and like, if they can say that and call that art and have people appreciate it and recognise it as an artwork, and, as an expressive piece, then absolutely, you can take a, a twenty-eight millimetre hero scale miniature <laughs> and apply the same rule because what you're putting into it is still the same story building the same uh like there's a history there like i i think for most people who build it i'm guessing they think about what they're representing when they're making that miniature
0: yeah whether
1: it's yeah whether it's something they've already read you um, know, in in White Dwarf, or um, seen off somebody else's work and been influenced by it, or read it in one of the novels that are sort of licensed to them. Whatever it is, it's still an expression of that. And I think that uh, that's what makes it artwork. Yeah. So, and then of course, yeah, some of the stuff I think that you've pointed me towards in terms of the people that actually do make scratch builds. Um, Completely, like uh, whether it's green stuff no um, nothing, yeah. or it's a combination of, of things to create a certain idea. Like if it's a more uh, like a wraith or spirit-like figurine and it's sort of – it doesn't actually have much of a solid form, say, on the lower half. Yeah. And then it has all that kind of torn I, – I can't remember who made it, but it was like a – it looked like some sort of wraith and it was how? very torn material and uh, – Boy, oh, it's my own
0: mind mixing up <laughs> a few different well, images. One, yeah, but, there was one I did with like a, a ghost, very ghostly sort of woman. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: but, there was yeah, there's that one as well. Maybe I'm sort of thinking I think of a couple of a different...
0: think called a night haunt or something, but she looks like she's floating.
1: Yeah, right. So maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. But then I remember you pointing me in the direction of somebody who's actually uh, big on... Moulding and and sculpting and and everything So that's right And uh, there's a real appreciation there I mean working at that scale And being able to achieve some of the finishes That they do I think is A pretty amazing thing You know Um, like
0: especially uh, not so much these days Because I think it's all more uh, digitally designed But back in the old days um, Like when Warhammer First started and you know Dungeons and Dragons And all that kind of thing the miniatures were actually sculpted From like uh, Milliput or Beeswax and then the molds were cast from those miniatures. So every every old – especially the old school miniatures that you see, they were handcrafted by someone, which I just think – that's incredible, like especially in that small scale. Like I'm I'm sort of thinking uh, one of the big steps for me in the next year or so will be going down that path and, and doing um, like, uh, like getting into sculpting and I want to do it with green stuff or milliput or something like that. But I'll definitely be going larger scale because that's easier to work with. So like a big monster or something like that. I'm not saying oh, – I'm not saying it's going to be a walk in the park, but it, uh, from what I've heard and read, going for a larger scale, obviously it, it sort of makes sense. That it's easier to work with, but when you go down to like yeah, 28 millimeter, then that's that's nuts. Like to do the eyelids and the the pommel of the sword, as you, uh, <laughs> you informed me.
1: Or, I uh, wanted to get in there and let you know, just so yeah. <laughs> it's <a good> start. <laughs> but you know,
0: I think I think that that takes a lot of patience. But then I guess you know, I suppose if you get used to it if you practice it it, it's it's a similar sort of thing as painting a um that sort of scale miniature as well you know like to like for me the big one for me to try and get right is eyes and that's that's like a a, an adrenaline sport like it's it's uh yeah it's (laughs) insane i have to stop breathing when i do the eyes but yeah but now sculpting and stuff like that that's that's definitely on
1: my horizon i think uh it It's got to all be in the approach Because I think, like you said If you start off on a slightly larger scale For practical reasons Like, yeah, you're making a creature That is actually larger than than most of the humanoid figures um, That's a good way to start And then, like, (laughs) I'd probably go down the path of, like Right, I don't like the eyes And I'm not looking forward to the eyes So I'll think of some way to avoid having to do an accurate eye I'll go, right, well, what we're going to do on this one is there's gonna be this like bandage around this side of the head that goes over that eye. And then the other eye will have this like bionical thing so it can be a little bit more structured. I suppose, and I just yeah. avoid it completely. Maybe, maybe
0: just like a, a knight's head, so just look like a bucket with a, with stick. a visor. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Ned, <laughs> Kelly, <basically. laughs> yeah.
1: Ned <laughs> Kelly, basically. <laughs>
0: your <laughs> first green stuff exercise in molding completely. Yeah, but that's my, my, the thing. My, and my, I think my first sculpture will be like a bowling ball with two dots for eyes <laughs> and a dot for a mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and if that's how you want to express yourself in this art, then go for your life, mate. That's right. It'd be a first thing we reckon with, on, with on the,
0: the tabletop. I'll just roll it down on everybody else's niches
1: and literally crush them. It's like Pac-Man versus the the Boulder in Indiana Jones. It's a great movie, great great series. Yeah, yeah, good good way that I managed to fit it into this podcast (laughs) as well.
0: Um, all right, so one more question for you uh, Big Roz. Um, now this is one I've asked you for many years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and do you expect the answer to be the same?
0: Well, I think the good people at home want to hear a good reasonable answer. Um, if uh if you were to get into the hobby Warren, what, you know, what aspect or what um, you know, game or what type of miniatures would you would you want to get into?
1: Right. <laughs> well, I think we've spoken about it before I do like the idea uh, It's kind of a two-pronged thing I, I like the formal um, What was it, bolt action?
0: Yep, well done
1: uh, I like that they are the the hero scale They do have that exaggerated form So they still have that unreality about them But they also work on a historical level as well So some sort of um Dramatizing of uh, of real events in World War Two would be my choice, of course,
0: and that's, so that's uh, because of your interest in World War Two, and can... that's
1: because of that. That's tying it in and going, all right. Well, I, I like this, so why don't why wouldn't I go down and say that path? Yeah, but then the other part of me is very much into that warped sci fi uh, fantasy, but with that gritty kind of. Primeval edge that okay, you
0: yeah. can see In so much Warhammer stuff too So you know so I've be, appreciated so Say if we went down that path Would you be would it be like <laughs> a nice bright shiny space marine Or would you want a, like a, a slimy Spiky tyranid alien Or a big green lumbering Sort of orc Or what, what, what faction would appeal to you The most do you think
1: I think it would be some form of human oh, okay. uh, yeah. But also Machines Okay, yeah, cool. I think the machines side of it, like the vehicles or um, droids or whatever they're they're known as in the Warhammer universe, um, I like that walker that you made.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that was fun to
1: do. Yeah, and and sort of using that slightly twisted sense of like, well, this is like, you know, space junk destroyed yeah. other things and we've built it into this. And, you know, I like that gritty industrial kind of edge. Yeah, exactly. So I'd probably, yeah, the humanoid stuff, but really kind of gritty and grimy and rusty. Um, but also, yeah, that machinery part of it. Like I liked, okay. I liked your Orc vehicles for that reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're rough and ready. They don't follow any guidelines because of that. And they've got, you know, pieces of what would be corrugated iron and bits of timber hammered across the front yep. with nails through them to, to be weapons on the car. And, like, it's anything goes. Yeah, yeah. But I like that because it just seems like that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing polished. Um, but then again, you know, I also like that really craggy adaption of a, a piece of junk sitting out in the middle of nowhere and it suddenly becomes this weird... Uh, Half tracked droid yeah, cool. Attacking cool. vehicle Like I like all that stuff So that's probably You know if someone was twisting my arm And <laughs> <laughs> forcing me into a position Where that's what I had to do
0: Jumping, um, uh, and... jumping back over to the bolt action there. <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're really leading me I'm down a path laughed, tonight I'm really laughing because like, This is a conversation I've had with you so many times. <laughs> sorry, sorry, um, yeah. if Say if I was to get an army for you Warren and yeah. i painted up get it all ready yeah <laughs> i can't keep a straight face um which uh which army or regiment or whatever or country or you know what who would it be
1: <laughs> um So if it was bolt action in this case. Yeah,
0: if it was World War II bolt action miniatures. Would you want to field like the Russians in Stalingrad or would you want, you know, the, uh, I don't know, the airborne or what, you know, like who?
1: Part of me, I'm I'm on, uh, again, it's like a a two-sided approach. There's something about the, uh, I guess the wastefulness, the attitude to life uh, in the Russian ranks, for example. So they'll just have shock troops. That they'll arm with the mass-produced rifle of the day, um, a pretty stripped-back, simple uniform, and just push them into battle. Yeah. Um, and not that that appeals to me, but I guess to represent that somehow, to have like a a little shock assault group. Yeah. Um, something about that idea does kind of appeal to me as uh, in miniature form, but then also something like British Commandos, you know, oh, okay. is. Yeah. The people that um, adapted in their environment, yeah. Um, Rolled from the that. Allied side of things, yeah, yeah. Like I, I like that stuff. Like the, some of the stuff I've read about, um, the the guys operating in North Africa at the start of the SAS and, and the Commandos. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, you know, adapting their uh, their jeeps. What and about, what they um, would do and the way they'd grow their hair out and their beards out. <laughs> you know, they didn't have time to mess about with that sort exactly of stuff. Right, yeah. What about <laughs> so,
0: uh, uh, like, like tank warfare? Does that interest you?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if it was all sort of, uh, I guess, it depends how you're going to play it. Like, yeah. part of me would want to observe some sort of strategy. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. some sort of legitimate military strategy. Yeah, yeah. Um, to see how it would go like to see how it would be executed and then okay so this has happened so then what do you do and sort of follow it by the book so to speak yeah. but with room for
0: flexibility as well because I guess that's the whole idea you know well that's where um, that's where bold action i think like <laughs> i know i'm never going to convince you to go out and buy <laughs> your own army and blah 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 but that's where i think bold action as far as playing the game by the rules would be appealing to you because um, from what I've read and I haven't, I haven't gone through the rule book completely, but yeah. from what I've read, it's, it's a fairly straightforward, um, rule set. Um, but it does, it does allow you to employ, um, tactics of the day, you know? So, right. so therefore tank on tank and you can figure out what this tank can move this certain way. It only has this range. And, you know, like when I think of that, I always think of the battle on the movie Fury, Between the Sherman and the Tiger, you know, so you can sort of um, replicate that kind of thing. Through this through this game system, and I think that's yeah. where it could, that that might you know tickle your fancy. But no, I I know not enough for you to go, Luke. I've I've kicked out <laughs> the kids, and I've you know, we uh, have <laughs> got a whole war game room now dedicated to World War Two bold action. <laughs> yeah, so I
1: don't, I don't think I genuinely you know not to make you feel sad. No, no. but um, <laughs> I'm
0: a big boy I don't know if you knew, but I'm forty-one years old. <laughs> I
1: uh, well, of course, of course. Um but yeah i don't know if i'd ever be on that side of things in where i would have an area set up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> <enough>. like <laughs> exclusively for for that kind of thing you know uh, but <laughs> i'm sorry no, i'm okay, sorry good, good. and uh but i think i think there's room for me to enjoy it more you know like it's i guess it is all about Making time and finding time Yeah, yeah um, So I look forward to when we're retired And we can <laughs> catch up regularly <laughs> yeah. And uh, and do it Because I think genuinely I mean, it sounds a little bit silly to say it that way But um, I think it probably will be something I enjoy more Yeah uh, When the time becomes more readily available Yeah, definitely. Because strange. I think yeah. it's it's about I know how long the games can start to take Yeah And uh you know, I, I if it goes more than, say, two two or three hours, yeah, I do tend reassuring. to find myself lagging a bit. Yeah, like I'm thinking, all right, all right, all right. And then you start making stupid decisions just to end it quickly. <laughs> so it's almost like you've got to plan it out as a campaign, take a photo of the map, yeah, uh, and then reset it up. Oh, yeah, I can Ready do that. Go. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I also know, see, this is the thing, I also know – you're a person who does enjoy uh, spontaneity and keeping things moving as oh, well. Sure, yeah. So we'd be just as likely to scrap that one on the, you know, catching up again a week later or whatever. Just as likely to scrap that idea. Go, oh, no, that's all right anyway. I was going to be bored of that game, yeah. and just <laughs> and starting, uh, yeah, like a, a short. Uh, sabotage. It depends, mission, you know.
0: uh, depends what I've finished painting. If I've just finished painting a, a giant <laughs> elephant that's covered in orcs then
1: <laughs> you're going to throw them into battle. <laughs> that's going to be what the one I want to feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah always that, is fair enough with,
0: as with well. Uh, not not just with you in mind, but also because this kind of is like a. Um, uh, not not a, a – well, it's a current thing, but it's been going for a while where it's more sort of skirmish battles. So it's more like there's a game called Kill Team uh, through Games Workshop and there's Inc. 28, which is like having small war bands face off against each other and there's more of a story and a plot involved. So I'm thinking of next time you do come around, I'm thinking of of something more like that. So it would take an hour, maybe two hours, and it's more, right. it's more of a story that unfolds and then therefore – like obviously, I document it because <laughs> that's what I do, and then yeah. that story <laughs> continues on the next time we play. You know, so sort right, of, okay. sort of a, instead of a campaign that continues, it's just a small scale story that might follow certain heroes or something like that. You know, and I think that right. I think you'd I think you'd find that more enjoyable.
1: Right, yeah, no, that sounds good. That yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah. I mean, even like, uh, uh, just to reference it here, you and I both enjoyed the game Invasion Normandy, Close Combat. Yeah, I was going to bring that Invasion up, yeah. Normandy. And I think there's a lot that relates between wargaming and miniatures and this particular computer game. Yeah. Um, Because it is, you can play it as a campaign, and yep. you can do it as a batch of smaller battles. And each battle can work out differently each time yeah. because you'll adapt your, your your strategy, your tactics, the way that you send the, the different groups of soldiers in. Uh, the the patience or lack thereof that you might execute a, a, a battle situation and yeah. I think and yeah doing the something
0: the experience that the troops get and the, the like becoming veterans and stuff like that that's all good fun I
1: reckon to see exactly and 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 I think that's where where we've, we discussed um, Warhammer where a character starts to shine a little bit because yeah. yeah maybe it's just been right down to the luck of the dice but it's still I don't know it just gives them something a little yeah. bit more, and you want to see them do well. You just want to see this little immovable piece of plastic do well yeah. because especially, it's not that anymore it's, it's something
0: especially when it's in the melee when it's in the hand to hand yes one like a whole squad of imperial guardsmen might be slaughtered except for one guy, and that one yeah. guy manages to take down take down like three tanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and you find yourself rooting for that guy you, yeah. you think, no, actually, okay I've lost You know, all these people, all these troops But there's something really cool about what's happening here It's just uh, a little bit out of the blue and unexpected No one would have thought that this would have happened right now yeah, sure. and, and that's where the story can be really interesting So I guess, yeah, like a collection of smaller skirmishes And uh, m- missions that are all part of a bigger... Tale, that would yeah. be an interesting thing to play yeah, And like you, could you could do that could over start, however long
0: You could start writing your own stories for your little guys, Warren Yeah, that's right,
1: yeah Because <laughs> I'd be straight back home to do that <laughs> Until I? the wee wee hours like I am Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, I think least. that's the thing you, you have more hours
0: because you just simply can't sleep Yeah, um, right, yeah. you put your head on I, and you're gone, aren't you gone are not you yeah, I don't struggle. Oh, I wish you know, I, I, don't wish struggle. I could do that. I really actually do wish I could do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm sorry for your sake because yeah, you know, I really don't struggle when it comes to sleeping. So there's, a, there's definitely a lot of hours every week that um, you you're awake. Yeah, <laughs> you're awake and I'm sleeping at that same time. I'm sure there's to, probably – Sometimes I than oh, twenty. Remember.
0: Sometimes I have to remember that And like you know how Like I'll send you a song or something And be like Oh Warren check this out Or, or like yeah. you said It might be photos of people's miniatures That I've seen I have, yeah. to, I have to look at the time And go Oh it's like quarter past one Don't send it to Warren Because he's got to get up in five hours And you wake, you might wake him up
1: <laughs> No no You can always send it mate Because I actually turn the phone off cause, oh, Well okay. not off But I, I turn the sounds off Except for the alarm Oh right So okay. anything okay. impromptu like that Because in this day and age Where there's notifications from everything and anything. Yeah, that's true. All through the night if you don't turn them off. Yeah. So <laughs> you can still send them through, buddy. It's no, all right,
0: good. So you going be inundated then. <laughs> you wake up in the morning go i've got sixty seven messages from Luke <laughs> and
1: you just wonder why i don't get back to you for the entire day' <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just swamped under it yeah no, no, i'll have you know I put every song you send me into the playlist
0: well i've got a I've got a Warhammer playlist and it's over a thousand songs now and it's just yeah it's just getting bigger and better all the time and that for me like there's nothing better than putting that on and it's every it's actually um it's quite diverse actually like it's you know like from uh dark synth to like full on cock rock metal, like it's it's a, a bit of everything, but it's anything that sort of just inspires me and all that kind of thing. So it's, yeah, it's good fun, and I, I, I like putting that on when we play the games too. So so look. Well, oh, there's
1: definitely been some great tunes in the background when we've hit certain parts of a game. Yeah, and you just go, hang on. Did you select that song or is that just randomly in this moment? It feels almost triumphant. It's just come in at the right moment here.
0: Yeah, it's almost orchestrated like, it, like there's a triumphant moment or, or like Kevin, for example. Yeah, Kevin, bigger. I
1: think there was a bit with a, a yeah, trumpet yeah. highlight in one of the songs. Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's uh, Kevin a bit of Excalibur bigger. suits it, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, well, this has been awesome, Was. I really appreciate you, um, yeah, taking the time. I know it's not your, you know, on top of your list as far as loving things to do, but I know that you're um, such a good friend that you were happy to, you know, take the time. I know how hand. much
1: it means to you, mate. And I've yeah, been enjoying right. the Euro Podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, and I've listened to almost up to date. I've just got the rest of the last one that you did oh, okay, to no, finish.
0: I appreciate that.
1: But but I've I've been enjoying all of them And I think uh, They each have something to offer The casual listener Or the the full-on You know Fan of Warhammer and miniature Model making So I'm
0: not um, I'm not well versed in all the law and all the factions and all the rules, but I I, I think my enthusiasm and passion that's right, mate. is enough all to about carry that. a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's what people want. That's what people want to have injected into their listening experience. I hope so, yeah. I think if they can hear that you're excited, you're enthusiastic, you're, you're passionate and you're picking out the things that you love about it, that's what people want because they want to feel that sense of enthusiasm as well. And I'm sure it's infectious. I have no doubt that it's oh, infectious. I, hope it is. Um, I never knew that there were so many small voices in your head, though, because they <laughs> seem to chirp up a lot more in this one. Yeah, I've, I've, than I've ever been surprised.
0: And, and it's actually been nice not to have to suppress them because throughout my working day, they're all there. Yep. They're all there. And, they're all uh,
1: accommodating uh, in your
0: head. The podcast, the rec- I don't know if you know this, but the recording device actually manages to pick up your like your psychic thoughts, your, your like, deep dark <laughs> thoughts. And that's bright. what comes through on the recording. So it's very What current. an amazing tool. Oh, it's very um, high tech equipment, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh speaking of passion though, um, yeah. you're all passionate about your own podcast that you share with me, Warren. So do you want to give that a bit of a plug?
1: Oh, are you talking about the fly on the wall podcast, there, Luke? Yes, I am. Yes. Uh, well, that's our little humble little podcast uh, that's been going now for uh, a year and a what months, three? Yeah. yeah, a couple of months, and we've stuck to it and we've done it weekly uh, ever since day dot, and it's been great. It's been it's, good. It's, we've it's had
0: basically t- a lot more of this that we've done, except for this swearing. <laughs>
1: Swearing, and of cussing,
0: jokes
1: and, uh, insulting each other playfully and other people And uh, just having a good laugh and a chat about pretty much anything That either we think of prior and just go, hey, it'd be good to talk about this Or uh, whatever turns up on the night itself when think, we're actually yeah. recording Like the police coming knocking a,
0: on the door And saying what are you guys doing in there <laughs>
1: that That's the very right Or yeah. the characters that we meet along the way Or bump into or things we've witnessed Well I was going to say uh, as well um, Even
0: though you know, you're know you not a huge fan Of uh, tabletop wargaming You obviously are a fan of role play Because you often very much so. You <laughs> often go into characters And then I play along um, who have we got to date? Tomlinson Biggs. We've got Yuri. We've got yep. Cliff Diver. Yep. We, had, um, we had Cyril the uh, Cyclist. Cyril the Cyclist. We had Henry Sharp the other day, yeah. who uh, runs the general store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Warren is a master of uh, accents and he's a master of characters. He's actually quite the natural kind of actor. So if you want to hear more of that, jump over to Fly on the Wall podcast. And uh, yeah, there's lots of funny shenanigans going on.
1: I forgot about Henry Sharp actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a scary character. Uh, he was a bit, yeah. <laughs> and, they, and we've got Farmer
0: Pickles, he's another favourite of mine.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah, well, I'm hoping he'll he'll pay another visit very soon. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, mate. Well, yeah, it's been great. Thank you very much for taking some time out of your busy evening. I know you uh usually around this time. You're sort of hanging out with the kids and putting them to bed and all that kind of stuff. So no, I am in indeed, a, mate, but that's really all good. My pleasure. Time. Um, I'll say goodbye to you now here, but I'll also say goodbye to you privately.
1: Okay. No <laughs> worries. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us for our little chat. Thank you.
0: so that's it for episode 25 it's quite a long one but it's been an enjoyable one i think and i hope you guys think too um, if you'd like to email me for whatever reason but generally you know a hobby related kind of stuff i had one guy who uh, emailed me about star wars that's fine we can talk star wars i'm happy to but generally it's for you know hobby related things um orc at gmail.com you can also find my instagram which is imperial rebel orc you can also find my blog if you're more of a reader and uh, like pretty pictures too then yeah check out my blog imperialrebelork.wordpress.com um, i'm looking at changing that over to my own domain so imperialrebelork.com but not quite there yet um but yeah that's it to big a big thank you to uh warren again um thanks buddy really appreciate your input and uh i'm gonna keep chipping away at trying to get you across to actually playing the game and being as mad about it as i am um like you mentioned maybe in retirement (laughs) it's only another 20 years i've got to wait that's fine that's fine i'll hang in there i'm very i'm very patient i was gonna say impatient i can be impatient sometimes too but that's it for episode 25. Uh, spread the word if you enjoy the episode. Do a review for me if you can on iTunes. Every little bit helps. But really, just tell your friends and anyone you think might be interested. Um, and, yeah, the more who join in, the fun, the better. But that's it for me, guys. Take care. We'll see you in episode 26. You've been listening to The Imperial Rattle Podcast.